0: Hi everyone, so welcome to podcast number three, um, and in light of yesterday being World Menopause Day, um, I think I should dedicate the podcast to the menopause. Um, interestingly, as an osteopath, I have um, also done quite a lot of um, study and courses with um, various other people. where webinars and online, um, particularly looking into the women's health arena, um, and um, particularly really good um, education through Burrell Education, B-U-R-R-E-L-L, Burrell Education, and that's with Jenny Burrell and Michelle Lyons, who is a pelvic floor guru of the world, um, and they run some amazing courses and one of them is the third age course which just gives so much extra information on menopause and it's actually fantastic for um, for people in our position so um I'm walking along the road which is why we've got other noises but you can't be still most of the time can we, and I just walk everywhere so this is where the podcast is taking place today on a beautiful, beautiful sunny Saturday, finally without any rain so um I just thought I'd just um, run through a bit of the um, information regarding menopause and what we can do for our patients and what you guys can do if you're kind of heading into that that age of your um, of your life anyway so I'm heading into um, Next year, I turn 40, which is a big deal. Um, And I think what's happening is, is a lot of patients who I'm seeing and a lot of patients that we're seeing at the moment um, going through the postnatal period, pregnancy and postnatal period. Um, And then we're following those people through their lives. And obviously, a lot are now heading towards this kind of perimenopausal time of their life. Um, which is a huge time in terms of change. Um, Lots of people have a load of fear for this time of their life and worry how their body's going to deal with it. Um, But actually, I think what we need to do um, is enter into this with a huge boost of positivity. Um, you know, we're, we're dealing with women who are struggling with lots of these issues and they can't quite make head nor tail of what's going on. And so we're in a great position to be able to help. Um, so, lots and lots of the information that um, Michelle Leon's, Lyons talks about is actually um, all about our bowels and our amazing bowels, and that if we can get our bowels to do what they should be doing, really, really importantly, during um, our perimenopausal and menopausal ages, then it actually is going to massively affect everything and particularly even um, our oestrogen dominance and our hormonal balance. Um, So the most important thing is to open your bowels every day as normally as possible without strain um and for these to be good regular normal bowel openings. Um and we need this. Our estrogens can build up and back up and go back into the system and cause a huge influence in our whole hormonal profile because the system will produce oestrogen dominance so if we have patients who we are seeing who are constipated who are literally opening their bowels once twice a week straining to do this we have a whole bunch of issues going on but the first one and the most important one is that if the estrogens are not defecated they will go back into the system we then get a massive surge and an increase in these estrogens, which are Desperate to be out of the body, and they're staying in our circulation. It's extra work on our liver to try and deal with this, and we end up in a huge estrogen dominance, which, actually, for most people going through this time of their lives, is kind of what they're having to deal with anyway. So, how it all works is obviously, as we're heading into the perimenopausal and the menopausal time of our life. Our hormone balance is changing so how um, how she puts it is that we have estrogens and we have progesterones and the estrogen is basically think about it as your lawn your garden and we have the estrogens which are basically our lawn feed so the grass is growing and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And the progesterone works to balance it out. The progesterone is like our lawnmower, right? So, and this is through our lives. We have these balances of o- estrogens and progesterones. And obviously, they kind of keep in check. So the estrogens are kept in check by the progesterones. And this just gives us this really nice homeostasis. So, what happens when we have too many estrogens relative? to the progesterone. this starts causing a whole bunch of stuff to go on that actually our body doesn't really like and we can't really manage it too well. So firstly, we need to look at making sure that we move. We all know that movement is medicine and even more so at this time of our life. So I think the problem also is actually now women are working a load more so we sat down a lot more than we used to be. Um, sitting, we know for so many reasons, causes abdominal pelvic congestion. We can't breathe properly. Our diaphragm doesn't move properly. Our bowels don't move properly. We get stasis. We get inflammation. And this is all gonna cause huge issues in terms of what's going on with how our body deals with the menopause. And obviously, our hormonal imbalance. So we need to move. We need to walk and we need to get up and we need to stretch. Um, They've even said now that literally 3,500 steps a day is enough for a 30% reduction in the risk of getting diabetes. So this is not even masses and masses of walking we need to do, but it's walking. We need to do it. And if it's not walking, we find a different exercise that we can do. So the most important thing is to make sure that we're getting much more of a balance through our body in terms of our hormones. So a lot of the foods that we eat can be quite inflammatory. They can also build up a huge amount of that kind of chronic inflammatory response within our gut. So again, all of these things will affect how we are able to open our bowels and how often we are able to do this. So it's really good to get a local um, nutritionist involved. Um, Nutritional therapist, particularly somebody who has knowledge and qualifications within the functional medicine um, genre and I will actually be doing a podcast at some point um, with um, one of our local specialists in this area because she just knows absolutely everything about all things nutrition. She's a functional medicine practitioner herself and so she's looking at nutrition from a really holistic perspective So um, lots of these times you can actually have a whole hormone profile done. You can have stool samples done, everything, so we can see exactly um, whether the hormones are the issue for you in terms of estrogen dominance as well. So it's really good to get somebody local who's a nutritionist on side, and you can then refer to each other, which is really, really useful. And it's the great kind of package of care that you can give people. So also the other things which have been helping are exercise and doing the right exercise. So when we run, particularly when we run when we're older, as older females, um, we can actually produce way too much cortisol. Um, Obviously this actually can um, drive back into your hormone profile because of how we, um, how we work through our cortisol levels and whether it becomes a um, dominant um, hormonal profile as well. Um, so we want to try and make sure, as much as we can, that we're not getting too much into our cortisol. Too much cortisol at any time of our life is okay in very small drips and drabs, and our body's pretty good at dealing with that. It's that low-level, constant barrage of cortisol that our body can't quite deal with, and then it affects everything, every single cell in our body. Um, And what ends up happening with cortisol levels um, through the menopause is it can then produce even more of a reaction, and even more of a symptoms um, than we're used to. So we've got that. We also have the importance of testosterone. So obviously, as we go through the menopause, we, we've, we've always got testosterone. We've got important amounts of testosterone needed for muscle strength, for bone strength, for our metabolism. Um, and just like all the other hormones, when we go through the menopause, we will be reducing our levels of testosterone. Now, if your one exercise that you love to do is to run, just be aware that endurance running, we're not talking sprint running here, or even HIIT training, which is pretty good, um, any endurance running will steadily, slowly impact your testosterone levels. So what we need to do is we need to be working our muscles. We need to be doing body weight exercise. We need to be doing weight training. Weight training in its loosest sense, because lots of people will not want to think of themselves as doing weight training, even though I absolutely love it. What we need to do is we need to encourage people heading into their 40s, mid 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s onwards to be doing some form of muscle building, weight training exercise. For some people, doing some strong yoga is enough. Pilates is enough. Um, we're talking about getting the muscles to grow, to respond. Now, if we're able to utilise this, our drop in relative testosterone is far lower, which means our drop in metabolism is far lower, which means we can be stronger, our bones can be stronger, and again, we are giving our body more of a homeostasis in terms of hormonal balance, rather than one overriding absolutely everything else. So the key things to ensure is that we get up and we move and we walk, we need to have a really really good bowel system, we need to be opening our bowels on a daily basis or more frequently if we want to, we need to be making sure that we're eating the right foods which don't cause an inflammatory effect on our bodies. And we need to be finding the right exercise to help us stimulate all the brilliant stuff and not cause too much of the other stuff going on. So it's all about kind of keeping all of that in balance as much as you can. Um, It's also really brilliant to just find the exercise you love So if the exercise you love is running, that's okay. Maybe just change it up a little bit. So do some running, but then also add in the weight training or even just doing some press-ups or one Pilates class a week so we can just change it up. But actually getting the exercise and getting moving is super, super important. So what we can do is we can advise, we can link up with local specialists in the area so we can make sure that we have... Um, somebody who we can work with in terms of um, nutrition and making sure that we're getting the right amount of um, good stuff into our bodies at the kind of crucial time of our lives. There's also one huge um, effect which they found, which is all on imagery. And actually, there are lots of visualisations that you can do to get you out of some of the tricky situations. So the hot flashes... That people have there is huge amounts of um, data coming through now, but actually we can work through this from a real positivity model in terms of imagery um, and kind of seeing the menopause as this really wonderful thing if we can um, and talking about it and I think this is the thing that 's happened for so long as it 's been just kept under wraps and nobody's really talking about it but actually we bring it out we talk about it and actually we can kind of then find the positivity and make it so actually a lot of this stuff isn't quite so bad after all so that's my very small little roundup on the menopause and what can be done um from an osteopathic perspective we want to look at our we want to look at how the um, how the pelvis sits, we want to look at if there's any pelvic congestion. We want to make sure the diaphragm is moving beautifully. We want to make sure that they're able to breathe deep into the ribcage and into the diaphragm to get that really nice pressure change from the thorax through to the abdomen. And also to enable the pelvic floor to work really functionally as well. Because obviously this is a time when everything does get a little bit weaker and there's a much higher risk of pelvic organ prolapse which is pop if you see that um written it's just the shortened version pop um, so we want to make sure that we've got the right amount of pressure moving through our mm-hmm. system get the thorax working get the ribs working um, engaging the muscles correctly when we want to be and also getting out there and moving. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can advise, but also things that we can work on as osteopaths to make sure that we're getting the absolute best out of these people. So obviously, um, a lot of people will be experiencing pain, pelvic pain, back pain, if they are predominantly sedentary and if they have had pelvic issues going on previously. Um, It's obviously important for us to manage the pain at the same time as getting the body working and moving again and not being afraid to move which, um, which lots of people are. So giving Pilates will be really useful. <laughs> so we've got a whole multi- multifactorial approach to um, what we can do and also to rope in local specialists in the area but also just trying to get people to talk about it is a brilliant thing so i'm wishing you all an amazing weekend maybe you can have a little look and see what um see what other um courses there are for um jenny barrel because they're all amazing i've really really enjoyed quite a lot of them um and they're really easy to do at home so they're quite good ones and i will um i will see you all again soon let me know um if there's any other things that you want covering and i'm definitely going to be um doing a nutritional um Nutritional talk soon as well. Okay, take care. Bye bye.